Chaiga and of course Warmack and Warmack coming through with that classic teardrops bringing us to uh, just after 20 past 8 o'clock. We're going to get into our next conversation for this evening and our final conversation for this evening. Uh, we're talking to the executive director of Strauss & Co. Susie Goodman joins me on the line after what was a rather successful three-day live virtual sale that took place from the ninth, from the seventh rather, until the ninth of November, and uh, it offered quite a diverse uh, offering of arts for everybody to consume. And I'm told it went off in the most spectacular of ways. Susie, good evening. Very kind. Thank you for having me on the show. It's fantastic to be here. It's only a pleasure. Well, you have wrapped up the year quite beautifully with your team at uh, Strauss & Co. after your three-day virtual uh, sale. Yes, absolutely. I must say, to be honest, I quite enjoyed that gin and tonic tonight. It's been a busy week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I can imagine because it's one thing to put together, uh, you know, a live auction where everybody comes into the space and we get to experience it. But it's a completely different thing when you've got to go hybrid and cater to not just the physical, but also virtual elements of, of, of the business. Yes, it's it's a weird sensation, but also completely liberating. And also what an amazing silver lining to the COVID time that we've all been in, because being able to connect digitally makes us not just an auction house on the end of the continent, but an auction house that actually firmly plays in the international market fair and square. And it's been the most extraordinary opportunity to introduce collectors globally to such a vibrant market in the you know on the continent and i think we would not have done that so quickly if it hadn't been for COVID and the necessity to transcend into the digitalization well into the digital world because you can broadcast an auction from johannesburg but it goes globally and that makes it incredibly exciting yeah i think it definitely you hit the nail on the head it's been exciting times for 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 auction houses uh not just in south africa but uh you know continentally and globally um because i i know for instance just here on our shores and i won't mention them but i did speak to them as well last week uh, and they were holding a a rather interesting auction also over a couple of days and they recorded yes. some record-breaking sales as as you guys did as well because yes. you are now open to such a huge diverse audience uh, and yes and actually the other thing that is incredibly important is that all of this energy that comes from the connection through digitalization means that the market benefits as a whole because you're introducing some a collector whether they're sitting in america or singapore or australia new zealand or wherever they are mm. you're introducing them to a new market a new a new artists a new um genres and i think that's incredibly important because we certainly under COVID noticed that a lot of the wonderful ngos that have been so important in developing creative the creative economy and the young talent in this country were struggling because they didn't have the money mm. um but when you get the knock-on effect that maybe a new york collector gets introduced and thinks okay let me go and see what else is going on in the continent that makes it really relevant so that the energy spills over to all of us yeah. because the art market in this country is very small yes. um even though it has a far reach and it's in, you know we've got obviously incredibly successful artists that are coming out of this market which is so nice mm. but you know they're not there's not a huge amount of money to support the up and coming young artists because it's 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 you know as as there's so much in this country there's a huge need across the creative economy whether it's dance or music mm. we all you know we all struggle to support um organizations that develop young talent 
So I think any any outside help we can get, the better. Because for somebody sitting in New York, the power of the dollar makes our art market look really affordable and yeah. actually they become interested and want to learn about it. And I think that makes it, the collaboration more powerful. Absolutely. Um, it is the voice of uh, Susie Goodman who joins me on the line. She's the executive director of Strauss & Co., uh, an auction house based right here in uh, Johannesburg. But as you hear, has their footprints globally doing amazing things. I know that uh, the auction catered to more than a dozen countries participating online over the last three days. Where are we seeing the biggest growth for, for South African visual artists and creatives? Who's got that appetite and is intrigued by the work that we're producing? Um, we're seeing huge, a huge increase from Europe mm. um, and then I'd say probably from America afterwards. And I think there's been a number of museums in America that have also realized that they would like to have more work from the continent in some of these important institutions and collections. And that is also spurring collectors who are collectors of contemporary art to actually look and say, okay, what is going on in the, in the, on the continent and what work can we learn from a new market? Mm. But they're also very conscious about the fact that very interested in what came before the very hot contemporary. So the modernist section, which is obviously a lot of the artists that are no longer with us, yeah. um, they, a lot of people are collecting those artists too because they haven't got them in a collection. So you're seeing this incredible increase, which I'm sure our competitors last weekend saw with the Pembers and the Sokotos and all of those artists who were forgotten, of course, due to our political isolation, yeah. have now uh, are very hot in demand. And I'm, it's so wonderful because those artists deserved. I wish those artists could have seen where their prices are now, but sadly they're no longer here. But that recalibration is is, is really important because it means that not only is the contemporary market strong, but the, the modernist section is also building. Absolutely. Uh, there's a, a Pemba that I actually walk past right here by the turnstiles uh, at our reception area at the SABC. Every time I walk past it, I got it like, mm-hmm. just have a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I got and it. Quite just rightly have... too. Yeah, and no. quite rightly too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think... The other thing that we, we enjoyed this week, which is obviously not as high value, but we had this wonderful collection of ceramics by um, Hilton Nell and Nico Masamola. And mm. Hilton was his, it was his teacher. And I love the fact that, you know, within the art market, you have these wonderful stories about le- legacy and, and collaboration and teaching and passing on the baton. And yes. it was, that, that is also really nice. I mean, if Pemba was alive today, uh, you know, you wonder what a what he would think of his market and his prices. But he was also he was a huge teacher and a collaborator. Yeah, yeah, and so important that is. Um, as a, before, we 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 move on to some of the works and the highlights from this past auction. You you know, you mentioned something about obviously Europe and the U.S. Uh, having yes. an appetite for African art at the moment, and their currencies being in favor. Um, you know, making our creations. A, a bit more affordable and a bit more enticing because of the price point. How does that then fare for like, you know, African and South African collectors? Because obviously, in my lamest understanding, I, we then going to equate what, you know, uh, a Pemba sold for in US dollars and, and try to find the direct correlation in a South African rand and what kind of effect does that have for collectors in South Africa who might want to collect some works but are finding that okay maybe now I can't really afford it yes that's a very good question I mean absolutely I mean I wish I I don't think I'd ever be able to afford those prices anymore because I don't earn that I don't earn that level of money at all but I think the point is is that 
what's good about it is that it produces liquidity in the market. So mm-hmm. if I can't afford a PEMBA at half a million rand, mm-hmm. I will then go and say, okay, well, my budget is only 5,000 rand, so what can I find for my budget? So you will go and look at a younger artist or somebody who's coming out of Artist Proof Studio, for example, or yeah. one of the young <clears throat> up-and-coming artists, and then you buy a young talent that hopefully one day will be the next generation PEMBA and that you'll be able to say, oh, look, I bought this in 2021 and now 10 years later it's worth a fortune so i think that becomes the emphasis is that you see a market that is healthy and people can buy and sell and people who did own timbers for a long time are now able to liquidate those for whatever reason but they often will then say okay i was lucky and that picture went up but i'm now going to go and support somebody who is just starting out because i like their work and i feel it's important to support them. So once you get liquidity in the market, the Mm. market is so much healthier because it bounces off on young artists, it bounces off on old collections, it Mm. bounces off on on being able to support a sculptor or commission work or Mm. have artists' residencies or be able to support young artists to have uh, an opportunity to access an education or bursary. You know, all of those things happen Mm. when you have a healthy market that is selling well and is creating a a vibrant market that money is moving in it. So when the market has value, it creates interest and more people become part of it. So it's incredibly important that we're having these, these, this, this sort of strengthening of our markets by a much wider market than our local market because yeah. it, it validates it. And I think anyone who buys art always wants to know that if there was a rainy day and I bought something, hopefully mm. I'll be able to sell it, if not for a profit, but hopefully get my money back. So I think those are, those are very healthy signs of a market when you start to get strong prices. Yes, it's sad because you can't buy that work, <laughs> But then it spurs you on to go and find the next member and say, yeah. who, who's the young talent that I can buy and, and support? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Susie, on this one, okay, final one on this particular, because I love the business of art and I think sometimes we don't talk about it enough, especially from a consumption perspective. And in our absolutely. quest to try and convince more South Africans, especially South Africans of color, to to really go out, like you said, and, and be curious about the spaces and invest in artists. People want to understand the, that business transaction dynamic and whether or not it makes sense, you know? Um, yes. The, the, so so the other thing that I often get when I'm out and about, people go, well, how do I know? How do I know that, you know, Azil Langa is going to be the next thing? Or how do I know that I should be spending money? What's that thing I need to look out for? And is there a thing that you need to look out for? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a very good question because it's, the art world is, is daunting because you often feel, you know, you hear about the celebrities and the incredible people like William Kentridge and you, you think, okay, well, maybe I must buy that because I, I know he's a brand and I know yes. his name and his work is amazing. But sometimes you then think, okay, I can't afford it. Mm. So it's true. How do you expose yourself to being able to see a wide variety of artists? You have to actually immerse yourself. You have to, you have to either go and look on the internet and see what artists we're selling or go to a gallery or go to artistry studio where there's young talent coming out. Mm. But the most important thing is that we always say is that you must buy something you like, which is quite courageous because <laughs> often someone will say, but, I must buy something that's an investment piece. Yes. And like anything, if it was a stock in a share or a, or, a, or a car or a piece of jewelry, you do your homework. You don't go and invest in a share you know, a portfolio without actually going and saying, okay, what is this? who is the company behind the shares I am buying? Mm. What are their price? How have they performed? Do you do due diligence? It's the same as buying art. 
Mm. There's lots of, in, in a way, we have something on our website which which is called the artist sort of reference list. Yeah. You can see every artist that we have ever sold or not sold. Mm. So you can get a sense, okay, I like this person's work. Their art is selling at 20,000 rand consistently. So mm. if I go to the gallery or I see it in another place and I see that it's a 20,000 rand, then I know, okay, that's a good buy. So you sort of need to equip yourself with the with the equivalent of, of doing a proper due diligence on the company that you're investing in. You know, to need to know if the artist has been in exhibitions, what who represents them or yeah. if they're not represented. You have to do a bit of that, but also you need to like something. Yes. And, and secondly, I think the, the joy about the art world is that there's so much choice that sometimes it can be daunting. Yeah. But it is, it's sort of, Going, I often recommend that if you're particularly with young artists that are coming up, go and meet them. Go and hear them talk about their art. Go to their studio. It, and if you ever need help to be introduced to those artists, shout. We can always try and make an introduction with somebody who's representing them or not. Mm. But when you hear the artists talking about their own work, it's quite moving because yeah. it's it's much more of an, you know, an understanding of what, what motivated them, their background. I love those stories. I love the stories of someone like Philemon Kulgwani, who is now you know, a hot star in this country, but he was washing taxis in Rosebank and got yep. himself to the Artist Proof Studio and is now a hugely successful man. And yeah. I, I love those stories because when you hear him talk about it, he's so passionate, but at the same time, he's so supportive of young artists coming up in the system. He puts back as much as he took out or, or gained from the system. Yeah. If, you, if you, as a potential collector, want to meet those people, those, those rising stars will tell you that story. They often liberate and carry artists with them. Those are the artists. You should always ask, ask a contemporary artist who is hot to buy because they will often tell you who the rising star is because that's their community. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of artists who sadly are no longer here, then the secondary market values are the things that you look at because that validates their pricing. Like mm. shares, what mm. they trade for is reflected. So there are lots of ways to help. I do agree it's a very daunting market and, <laughs> and often we, we love to tell and help people to ask for advice and say, it's okay not to like something, and it's okay to like something. Um, but you definitely need to buy something um, that you like. You don't want to have sort of, uh, you know, I, I don't know, just buy it for the sake of it because it's a brand. <laughs> there we go. Because uh, it should definitely spark some kind of joy or at least spark some conversation <laughs> in the space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, a wonderful, there's a wonderful story. Actually, it's the most fantastic work by William Kentridge. Uh, it's a self-portrait of him naked yes. and it's a very large print and I often say you know you, you in order to have that hanging in your sitting room you really do need to like the work and, and understand William's work you don't just see it as William as a self-portrait you, you need to you know you need to identify it and be and think wow that's an incredible work rather than just it's a William and I need to put it on my wall I love that collation that you, you know <laughs> you don't necessarily need to have a, a self-portrait of William naked in your dining room if you, if you don't like the work absolutely absolutely um, let's talk about some of the highlights from this auction um i know that uh, you guys did incredibly well over uh, the three days fetching uh, in excess of over 60 million close to 70 million in fact i mean we like speaking numbers but we won't focus on that um and there were some uh, really cool uh names that were featured in the auction that did really well yeah i i, I particularly like the fact that um Trichikov, which was a, who was an artist yes. who, who who represented himself and exhibited within um, shopping centers in Durban and Johannesburg. And at the time, in his heyday, he sort of was was the m- most sort of expensive, well, not expensive, but the well, the most well-paid artist in this country on a par with uh, Picasso. But we had three, we had quite a few works for him. Actually, we had about four works with him, and they did exceedingly well. The, 
the prices. I think that sort of cluster of his works made people be able to look at his different periods. Mm. We had still lives and we had a ballet dancer. And that just sparked an interest and sort of had people bidding furiously fighting over them. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing more exciting in an auction where the price starts at 200000 and certainly racks itself up. <laughs> um, the other highlight for us was obviously PNF. Um, yes. the, the great landscape artist. Um, he, we sold, uh, fif- we had 15 works of his on the auction and wow. we sold those hugely successfully and also, again, a huge appetite for his work. Fierce, fierce bidding on them, which was a privilege and very humble to, to see that. Um, mm. There's certainly a market for his work. There was one work in particular that he painted of the Bushveld in uh, around Fury, and that mm. was very evocative and it seemed to create a huge need for people to buy it. I mean, it, it certainly had a huge interest. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, completely different artist uh, who who stylize and, and their narrative is completely different, uh, which also shows that, you know, be involved in, in auctions and go to galleries because you just never know what's on the lot. Uh, you know, there's a diversity yeah. of, of creations that are there that are being offered and you could find something that, that is great for your palate. Uh, any young superstar stars that, that surprised you from, from this lot that have done exceptionally well that we should be on the lookout for if you're a collector you, next time you guys have a lot we need to uh, you know start bidding I mean I think I, I think we're spoiled particularly in Johannesburg because so many of the young superstars like um, Nelson Makama and Philemon Fulgwani and all of the all of the um, mm. uh, well Kemba Kamala a lot of those artists are Joburg based and yeah. grew out of this community in Johannesburg so I think sometimes we are a bit spoiled and uh, for choice for a start and sometimes I think when it's your it's a bit like your family you, you mm. take your your own community a little bit for granted and then you notice the appetite of, of these artists in a global market you suddenly go and look, oh my goodness, these are our neighbors and our mm. community. Um, so I think keepers, I think the talent that is coming out of, of Artist Proof Studio, the Bag Factory, the KZNSA in Durban, these young hot stars that are rising. I mean, there's a fantastic uh, artist that's just literally graduating from the Artist Proof Studio now, mm. Raymond, who produces the most amazing work. I, it, just to see the privilege of this young man developing over the last four years at Artist Proof Studio, yeah. he will go far. You know, he's also a lot of the uh, of the proteges that have have, well, a lot of the rising stars like Nelson, as I mentioned before, yeah. and Philemon. They give back. So the fact that you can you can see their success story, it does help to motivate you and learn and teach you about the pitfalls to avoid. Yeah. But I mean, we are so spoiled for talent in this country, and I think um, I think we sort of sometimes. We don't, you know, sometimes we, we, because it's our local market, we don't maybe give it as much credence as we should because yeah. it's on our doorstep. Absolutely. Susie, congratulations to you and the team on a successful oh, three-day virtual auction. Uh, is this it for 2021? Are you guys going on a break or is there something else that we need to and look we've out got for? A, we, we, it sort of feels like never dull day in the art world. We've, sort of, we've got a, a fabulous collection of um, linware ceramics that actually is on at the moment, which was a a ceramic uh, factory that was in, in on the plant in here in Gauteng that um, is no longer around, but the mm-hmm. work is incredible. And then in about a week's time, we've got our last online auction, which we have fantastic a mixture of wine, uh, works on paper. Um, I mean, we just a good online sale, which has a huge variety, as you were mentioning, the opportunity to find something that fits you. There's, there's sort of 400 lots of different things, so there's something for everybody. And wow. then, thank goodness, I think, and then we have... Well, sort of, we always end the year on a high, which is a, a an award we give 
to um, a bag factory residency in, yes. in January, which is the Casera Velt Award to a young bright rising star. And that the finalists of that have just been announced, but that is always our end off. We end off with that award on the 29th of November. Awesome stuff. Uh, that was uh, Susie Goodman joining me on the line. She is the uh, director out at Strauss and Company. Uh, and yes, you can find them online. They are there if you want to have a look. If you can't get to Joburg physically and just have a look at what they get up to as an art auction house. It's just gone 22, uh, 9 o'clock as we wrap up the final hour of the show. Bakoti Down Products is a proudly South African family business started more than 30 years ago with 12 geese and a piece of material. Bakoti manufactures duvets, pillows, sleeping bags and high-quality Egyptian cotton linen. Our Down products are suitable for people with dust mite allergies and come with a lifelong guarantee. And we offer a nationwide cleaning service for all your feather and down products. Visit us at makoti.co.za or call us on 041 992 395.